Welcome to the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast, your source for expert insights on industry consensus standards and ASSP technical publications. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. A lot of heavy lifting goes on on work sites, both on the part of workers and equipment. The recently updated ANSI ASSP A105 standard establishes safety requirements for the material hoists used to perform a lot of that heavy lifting. Here to discuss the A105 standard and how safety professionals can use it to improve safety at work sites are Mike Morand, chair of the ANSI ASSP A105 subcommittee, and Shannon Beekman, A105 subcommittee vice chair. Mike is also Assistant National Director at the Elevator Industry Work Preservation Fund, and Shannon is Training Development Manager at Fraco Products Limited. Uh, Mike, Shannon, thank you both so much for being here. Oh, thank, thank you. you very much for having us. All right, let's get started. Now, I, I gave kind of a, a little bit of an overview of A105 in the introduction, but I wonder if we could start by talking about the scope of the standard and, and the types of things it, it covers for those who, who may not be familiar with the standard. So Mike, I wonder if you could kind of start us out and give us kind of a general overview of, of the the scope and purpose of A105. Oh, thank you, Scott. And uh, thanks, uh, Shannon, uh, for uh, joining this. Um, the, the A10.5 standard, the scope, applies to material hoists used to raise or lower materials during construction, alteration, maintenance, or demolition. It is not applicable to the temporary use of permanently installed personnel elevators as material hoists. Um, the purpose of this standard is to set forth the minimum requirements intended to provide for the safety of life, limb, and property of those engaged in occupations requiring the use of material hoists. The requirements of this standard are the minimum for that purpose. Um, that's right out of the uh, part one under general, the scope and the purpose of that standard. Uh, Scott, I want you to know that uh, Shannon and I are very excited about this new revision, um, the completely revised A10.5, uh, basically from a 30-page document to a 60-page document with lots of updated and new requirements. So uh, thank you for having us here today. Oh yes, there's. Thank you. Yeah, there's there's a lot of new things, diagrams, pictures. There's a lot of things that we discuss and and kind of went a little bit more in detail in the standard. So to clear up a lot of confusion that has happened in the past with this standard. Okay, great. Yeah, I think that that gives us a, a really good uh, foundation to start off with. So kind of diving a little deeper. Uh, into the standard and the, those safety requirements established within it. I thought we could talk about the most important considerations in terms of safety when using this type of equipment. Um, I, can, I can answer that, Scott, uh, in part, I guess. Um, you know, basically, there's many ways to move material around on job sites uh, with hoist and so forth. Uh, it's important to protect the workers and the material. And um, there's, you know, you don't want to be hoisting something up and having it fall out of a hoist and come down. Uh, it, it could be very uh, dangerous. Yeah, there's, um, in, in this standard, there's a lot of uh, things that we have added in with um, guarding um, different aspects of location. We've added diagrams which shows where some of this guarding need to be needs to be placed. You know, and and clarify. The, the stuff and protect the people that are around us uh, on the job site. 
Absolutely. Now, you, you talk about uh, some of those uh, different types of uh, tools and equipment. So I thought we could go into the, the different types of uh, hoisting equipment available, four different types of materials, and how you can know which tool is appropriate for a certain task. Oh, I, I can I can start there. Um, previously, the standard was written to address vertical hoists. And, and with this new revision, which was a complete revision, we've brought in a lot of new technology, a lot of new equipment out there. And perfect example of that is an inclined hoist. And um, Shannon can expand on that. But, uh, you know, bringing in this inclined hoist into this standard, um, you know, incidentally, we had to change the definition of a mast, which is, is defi- was defined as a vertical structure that supports the hoist. Um, you know, by changing the definition and removing the word vertical um, to accommodate for the inclined hoist was, was also revised. Yeah, with with this standard, I mean, there's there's a lot of hoists and a lot of job sites out there. Typically, in the past, I mean, a, a material hoist would go onto a structure that was completely vertical, and you'd attach it, and and you would run from the ground to the different levels on this building material. Now we have a little bit more, our buildings aren't just straight up and down. We have different aspects to them of angles and, and different facades and, and edging. And so all these other obstacles that come in place, you just can't put a machine straight up because if the building's going away from the machine, you got to add items in between there. So we allowed to have a little bit of an incline so where we can kind of follow the building to safely have that transference from machine to to the building itself. Um, other things in there, too, is we have we have more and more in between pieces such as scaffolding that's now being incorporated with these designs of these structures that when they're doing the builds, they have scaffolding on the outside. And previously before. You know, there was a lot of issues with the transfers between the material hoist to the, the building had to be at a certain height as far as clearance. And that became issues with scaffolding. You'd have to cover every other floor level. And, and so now we have a system where you can go to every level of the scaffolding and that way you're not carrying material from one level down to the next because the material hoist can't go there anymore. But we've revised that in this standard to allow that. With the incline, we have other items with this material too. Is there was a lot of smaller hoist out there that was on the in the market, and the standards come up to more of what's currently happening in the field, and and what's being used out there. And the smaller equipment was more in the aid of building the scaffolding, building temporary structures. So the previous uh, versions of the 10.5 didn't really cover that type of safety for those machines. So we've added special terminologies such as a special application hoist, which is guidelines on how do you use a material hoist for building a temporary structure such as scaffolding. And then once that structure is built, now we have different guidelines on it within the standard on how we should apply protections for other general workers on the job site. So there's a lot of thought process into what's actually happening and giving guidelines to two people in the field on, on how to properly make it safe for everybody out there when using this equipment. 
Sure. So really trying to take an assessment, you know, of, of the type of work you're doing, the type of project you may be on and taking that and then using the guidance from A105 to determine, you know, what may be your, your best options for your particular project? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Trying to trying to figure out what depending on what you're doing, we we have in there uh, different callouts for risk analysis and that for hazards that might might develop on the job site, and then how how do we incorporate some of those different um, items to protect everybody? Uh, the equipment, you know, there's guidelines on on how to use the equipment and. So that way, everybody's on the same page. Everybody's safe. Absolutely, and that, that's that's a great segue. So once you've you've selected uh, the equipment, the hoist you're going to use, what steps need to be followed to ensure that material is safely secured, that a hoist is in proper working order before material is hoisted, so you can ensure that that workers stay safe throughout the the loading and use of that hoist. Uh, well, you, you, you asked a few different things in there. We've incorporated uh, some checklists in, into the back of the uh, into the back of ten point five. Um, you know, you mentioned something about securing material. We we have that covered in in ten point five in uh, section six point four under securing material. Uh, basically, uh, you know, just some rule of thumb is it, it has to be secured. It cannot extend beyond the platform or cage. Um, obviously, uh, you don't want that to to happen and catch something on the on the way up or on the way down. But uh, yeah, that the, the checklist and so forth. Shannon was instrumental in. Uh, and implementing the, those into the back of the document as well to help all the workers on the job site. Yeah, part of that is we kind of in this in this uh, standard we kind of started laying out a kind of a charter responsibility. Who's responsible for what? If if I'm an owner of a piece of equipment, I should be responsible of these certain items. A must, you know. If I am a an authorized user of this product, you know, I need to know this much before I use it. You know, kind of putting some of that in place to where tr- different trainings can be based off of that of what people are supposed to really be knowing when using this equipment. So, as as Mike mentioned about the securement and everything, what, what a problem that we've had with material hoist and was in not part of the standard previously was the the what is considered enclosed and not enclosed and so in this new rewrite we talked a little bit more of defining that and giving it measurements and and so that people had some sort of guidelines to follow if they're in a a situation because they can't extend outside the the walls of the hoist they have a way of standing it up Um, if they're inside of a structure and they have um, enclosure around them, they have to have a height of so high of their platform enclosure. So that's to stop material from falling out or material from getting lodged somewhere. So we kind of defined that a little bit more. And it was always an issue with with people asking the questions, not knowing for sure what, what the height should be of the platform. Um, with that, we go into uh, checklist that we had in the back of it that we've added to the back of the standard as minimum checklist that we should be doing maintenance wise weekly monthly you know daily type of checklist and these are guidelines so that this equipment's being looked at being um, repaired properly you know as far as what they're doing and what they're looking for to make it safe for everybody 
Absolutely. And that, that transitions perfectly into my next question. You, uh, you mentioned the, the checklists and one of the uh, checklists included uh, in the updated A10.5 is an operator's uh, daily and shift checklist. So I wonder if you could touch on that a little bit and the things operators need to look for on a daily basis or when there's a shift change when working with material hoist. So with the daily checklist, I mean, with this machine running every day, the, the first person that really has a daily contact is the, the authorized user, the operator uh, running this piece of equipment. And this checklist is kind of a, a pre-start type of system where it's basically a visual checklist. Um, the only thing they're doing functionally is what they would do in normal running of this piece of equipment, opening cl doors, closing doors, you know, pushing up and down buttons, you know, uh, check in. But in this checklist, we want them to make sure that all the safeties are intact. So first they'll come up and we want them to do a visual inspection of the surrounding area. Make sure there's no hazards that are present. Uh, make sure there's nothing that's fallen down on the, on the material hoist. Uh, we want to make sure that somebody has not backed up into it. You know, there's a lot of different moving parts on a job site on a day-to-day -day basis. We want to make sure that something hasn't happened between shifts or or when the operator or the, the authorized user wasn't at that piece of equipment. Um, so with the, with the checklist, they'll start out with that visual, make sure there's no hazards. Um, part of it has to do with the foundation. You know, you have a lot of job sites that are dirt. You know, if we have water that's causing erosion, you know, we'll make sure it has good base. Um, then they'll have to get in there and do a visual look up the, the mass, make sure there's no nothing sticking out. You know, we have a lot of work that's going on where you might have um, plumbers put in piping in or and things might get slid out a little bit too far. We don't want nothing in the hoistway. So this operator is just doing visual checks. We have uh, also in there functions of the buttons. Make sure when he pushes the up, it goes up. When it goes down, it goes down before they actually start running a load. And we want to make sure that all the safeties, all, every door limit, every door ramp on this equipment has a limit switch that shuts the machine off. We want to make sure those are working properly. So we'll have them in this checklist, open the door, see if the machine runs. Hit the e-stop, see if the machine runs and, and make sure all these things are, are working. If not, then we need to have maintenance personnel come out and fix it because the machine is not 100% safe to operate at that point. Those are all really good points. So now that that being kind of the the daily shift change checklist, the uh, the center also contains a monthly maintenance checklist. So when you're looking at it, you know, in terms of kind of on a monthly basis, what are the steps that need to be taken so that hoists continue to be used safely? What should owners, operators, others be looking for on a monthly basis to ensure that a hoist stays in proper working order over time? So where the monthly comes in is this is where we have the actual maintenance personnel that's trained on repair and maintaining this piece of equipment is actually putting their eyes on it and doing adjustments and repairs. Different from the daily inspection, the daily inspection is the operator or authorized user running the piece of equipment that they're only doing visuals. They're not replacing bolts or adjusting um, limits or anything of that nature, or if they have a limit switch that's not working, they're not the one fixing it. This is where the maintenance guy, but on a monthly, they'll, the monthly guy will come in, he'll do um, checks and make sure that attachment points are still secure, you know, actually put a wrench on it, make sure they're tight, you know, make sure all the torque specs are still correct. 
on make sure nothing's loosened up where the operator or the authorized user will see these things and could call it in. But this, the maintenance guy on the monthly, they're actually physically coming there once a month to do it. And this is part of their procedure in the monthly, at least for a minimum, you know, of what we suggest. And we want to make sure that we have multiple sets of eyes. So a lot of these checklists are kind of laid out to where we have the, the operator checking it with once a day. Or, and then we have another operator that might be coming in uh, on a shift change checking it. Then we have a, a weekly where we have we suggest that somebody else look at it, maybe another uh, authorized user that's not familiar with this piece of equipment, that maybe they're operating a, another one, but they come and look at this one to see if they have anything on this checklist. So, And then we have the monthly of a maintenance guy. So through the course of one month, we have multiple sets of eyes looking at this piece of equipment to make sure it's safe for everybody to use. You know, and, that, and that's the key point behind this is making sure that we have a lot of these checks and balances of making sure that the equipment is proper. You know, it's, it's running, it's functioning properly, it's running properly. And, and bottom line, it, it's all safety. Absolutely. That's, that's a great point. Uh, uh, anything else uh, either of you'd like to, uh, to add about uh, A105 or material horse safety as we wrap up? Yeah, Scott, I, I would like to just, uh, you know, just summarize by saying with this complete revision, um, this standard is so much more user friendly now and easier to understand with the addition of the figures and the charts, uh, the pictures and so forth. We even incorporated some drawings of examples of types of hoist now into this standard, a lot of testing procedures. Um, it, it encompasses everything uh, that we feel needed to be done to bring this standard up to today's use. And uh, it, it's a working standard and times are always changing, um, you know, trying to keep it up to date to, to what's out there being used in the field is always a challenge. And uh, our committee that is committed to uh, their input into the revisions of these standards is uh, is doing a great job. And I want to thank all of them for what they've done and contributed to this rewrite. And especially this standard here um, nearly doubled in size. Um, so it's very important. It's a, it's a must have for anybody that's operating a hoist on a construction site. So thank you. Definitely. Uh, Shannon, any, uh, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, like Mike was saying, is I'd like to thank everybody that helped. I mean, this was definitely a team effort. There was a lot of uh, everybody in the subcommittee. Um, we've had a lot of discussions and, and thought things out big picture wise of how everything processes with this piece of equipment. Um, we've also talked about um, or in the in the standard itself. I mean, we've restructured it to where. It, like Michael's saying, it's it's easier to follow, easier to read, and we restructured it so, like he said, it's a working document. So we're always going to be adding to it, and we we structured this new rewrite to where it's easier to add and expand this document even further without just growing from what we have established now. So, and like he said, I'd, I'd like to thank everybody else that was involved in this. You know, it, it's a great accomplishment. It's been quite a few years worth of work to get it to this point to incorporate all these other pieces of equipment that are out there. Absolutely. 
Well, uh, I just want to thank you both again for uh, sharing your insights about uh, how to keep workers safe uh, when when working with material hoists. I hope our listeners will uh, take a look at A105 and think about how they can use it to improve safety at their work site. So thank you again. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us here. Yes, thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ASSP Safety Standards and Tech Pubs podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.